0: In today's show, we talk about the impact jealousy has on your marriage and what you can do about it.
1: William Penn, the founder of the state of Pennsylvania, had this to say about jealousy. He said, the jealous are troublesome to others, but a torment to themselves. And that's what we're really going to be digging into on today's show. Before we do that, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. Yay. And this week's... Yay! You know, it's the crowd noise. This week's hug is brought to you by one extraordinary marriages. I love you, but I don't trust you webinar trust those five little letters that have so much power in your marriage. When trust is present, it feels like you can handle everything. And when trust has been broken, you find yourself questioning everything. If you have ever said, I love you, but I don't trust you. You need to join us for the, I love you, but I don't trust you four simple strategies to build, maintain, and regain trust in your relationship webinar on Thursday, February 25th. During this free webinar, you're going to learn a practical step-by-step process for rebuilding trust after porn, infidelity, suspicion, and harmful mistakes, even if your partner is not on board. This webinar is going to fill up, so make sure you register today at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rebuild trust. And this hug, I love the way it starts out. This husband says, I suppose I could sign my name to nearly all your listeners' emails as my story is the same as you hear all too often on your podcast. We've had many ups and downs and we've always worked through them. I see now though, that we never really did a good job at that. Everything came crashing down last week when my wife caught me looking at pornography. I had no idea of the devastation that was going to cause. I was the guy that naively thought, it's okay, all guys do it and so on. You know, Just not giving any thought to the actual consequences. The anger from my wife was like nothing I have ever seen in her. This is what led me to you guys as I feared the worst for our marriage and the hurt I had caused my wife. Mm. I've been listening to your podcast for a week and have probably listened to about 30 episodes. And some I've listened to multiple times to reinforce your message. All I can say is, wow, Mm. I've been able to identify with you guys as do all your listeners. And I wanted you to know you have helped me in ways I simply cannot describe. So I purchased Rebuilding Trust. Excellent. Excellent. I purchased 7 Days of Sex Challenge, 101 Questions, QBQ, and The Love Dare. I am reading and working my way through through these and owning my responsibilities. It's overwhelming at times what I've done and what I need to do, and you guys are guiding me there. Thank you. I have taken responsibility. I have talked to my wife. I've set out a plan, and God knows why I haven't done this before, as I plan my work life thoroughly and have never stepped back to think and plan our marriage. That's huge, right there. Like, I am gonna read just a little bit more, but do you guys hear that? Like, so much effort and energy goes into planning your work life and all these other things, and this guy just had the light bulb moment that he needs to do it in his marriage as well. Mm. He goes on to say, uh, "I just want to share this through the pain of what I had, though the pain of what I had affected my wife. I plowed ahead and booked a date night. Okay, still doing date nights in spite of the pain. Nice restaurant where I thought we could, we would talk. We didn't. Well, not about the stuff that mattered anyway." The restaurant was busy and loud and not really the place for relationship chat. We left and went for a drink in our local pub. Music too loud. We had some laughs, but no real talking. We got home and I thought, darn, I blew it. I couldn't say that what I'd wanted. Anyway, we sat down together at home and I launched into all the things I wanted to say. I apologized first up. I claimed responsibility for my actions, even when my wife was giving me an out by taking some herself. I did not let her take this one. It's on me. We talked about our lack of intimacy and we talked about how we'd become housemates and friends rather than lovers and a couple then i said we needed to plan things schedule time to talk to play to love and we agreed my wife agreed we hugged each other and simply cried seriously we did we woke up this morning hugged in bed and reaffirmed our love for each other and our marriage starts again today in such a different direction right the direction we want i am taking mm-hmm. action conscious it will not be easy conscious that it will not be easy but knowing i am doing the right thing and that is so liberating so a big thank you to you both for your help and guidance please keep doing what you're doing honestly you guys have been a rock of sense for me these past days and i know things would not have worked out like they have without you keep talking you guys because there are so many of us listening and there are so many of us now doing right thanks on. again for creating the one family i love being a part of it mm. I, guys i'm on the verge of tears
0: it's so awesome. there are so I many things it. like we
1: probably could have done a whole podcast just around that hug We could. Um, because there's a the guy that took action and took responsibility and apologized and was willing to be vulnerable and, and emotionally naked in front of his wife and just say you know what I, I blew it right and, and we haven't been planning our marriage and now we're going to start doing it and you know they're scheduling time to talk and play and and date and do all of these things and and they're rebuilding their physical intimacy as well, you know, waking up in bed and hugging and just, you know, like you said, there's so many of us now doing, and that is. That's what, about. that's what it's all about. Yeah. Guys, we don't get behind these mics every week because we have nothing better to do. We get behind these mics because it's important to us that this week you take action. And last week you did take action, and next week you will take action, right? Because. This marriage, this relationship that you have with the person that you love above all else requires action right. from you. And that's this hug. Just thank you to this listener who wrote in because it just touched on so many amazing things. It was I know it was a little long, but I had to read the whole thing. Otherwise, you know, there was just too much good stuff in there. So um, today's show, today's show is a big one. And I'm mm-hmm. actually, Tony and I were a little surprised that we hadn't ever covered this topic before. right? For those of you that are just joining the One Extraordinary Marriage show, this is episode 311, um, which in years is over six years now. So six years of our life, and we've never actually done a show on jealousy. And you know, partly I think it's because of just w- the season of our marriage that we're in now. Jealousy was something that was much more of a part of our marriage in the earlier years. And so a lot of times when we think topics and things like that, we... You know, a lot of it comes from where we are currently in our marriage. And yet, somebody had it came up in conversation, jealousy came up in conversation. And I love, I love the quote that I opened the show with because jealousy really is one of those destructive behaviors that impacts the people around you and and creates negativity with the people that you're, you know, sharing that emotion with. But it really does torment the person who is experiencing the jealousy.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: And, you know, as we're going through and doing the research on this week's show and and looking at all the different ways and forms that jealousy takes in a marriage, I mean, it was eye-opening, and yet it took us back to early years in our marriage, too. Because, you know, jealousy in a marriage, it can take the form of interrogations. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Who are you with? Guilty. I've done that one. It can be searching through the phone or the computer. There was a, uh, a AOL Women's Day study that was done in the mid to late early 2000 like 2007, 2010, and it said that over 53% of the respondents had gone through their spouse's phone, and I, or on the computer, you know, searching for all the electronic records. Yeah. Um, you know, here's one that I've done too, and you know, if somebody, if a an attractive woman walks by and Tony does more like a double take, like, oh. Um, early years of our marriage, I'd be like, what are you doing? Right? Like I'm right here. Hello. You know, the one that married you, all that kind of good stuff. And just being really snippy about it or turning cold Mm -hmm. when that has happened. Um, Going through, I was reading one article that said that spouses will go through briefcases, purses, um, suitcases, all these different things, looking for evidence that something is happening and just increasing anxiety over what your spouse does when you're not around them. Like, well, who do you talk to at work? You know, why are you staying late? What are you doing? And
0: and here's a couple I want to add into it as well is you may be, you know, you and your spouse have decided to have one partner stay home mm-hmm. and you work. And there's this jealousy that, you know, my spouse gets to stay home. And they get to just hang out, and I'm having to work, and I have to do all this stuff. You know, that can be an area of, of contention for you. Even though you guys agreed upon it, there's this, well, what are they doing at home all the time? What are they, you know, I'm here at work. I'm, I'm going at it for 8, 10 hours a day. So that's, that's one. Another one is definitely devices, and not what Elisa brought up earlier, which is looking through the devices. It's the they're on their device Mm -hmm. and we get jealous of that device. What are they looking at? Another one is we become jealous of other couples that we see. Well, why is, why am I, and why are we not doing that? Why are, why are we just hanging out on this Saturday, just doing nothing, but I'm looking at all my, my friends and, and they're all gallivanting around town or the world.
1: Hello, Facebook and Instagram.
0: And so we, We, you know, we, we start to feel jealous about that as well. And it can be, that can be one that you're only thinking of your, you know, you're, you're dealing with it, but you're looking at your spouse, but you're not, you know, you're not relating that to them. So you're, you're getting jealous of that.
1: And. You know, that jealousy, when it starts to rear its head, it's kind of like what I was talking about when I was just sharing about the I love you, but I don't trust you uh, webinar that we've got coming up on the February 25th. You know, those feelings of jealousy can often lead to breaking trust in the marriage or it can be the result of, you know I mean? So it's kind of like the chicken and egg scenario here because jealousy can have its roots in a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. And and I want to share, I think I've got like three or four of them here. I want to share this with you because if any one of these or multiple of them resonate with you, it's time to start taking action because whether you're the person that is the jealous one in the relationship or you're on the receiving end of your spouse's jealousy, you've got to realize that jealousy has its roots somewhere. you know, like, somebody doesn't just wake up one morning and be like, hmm, I think I'm going to feel jealous of my spouse today.
0: Yeah. I don't it, think it, that's it, ever doesn't happened, happened in my life. I, I don't think in the years that we've been married, I have, I've ever felt right. that.
1: I mean, I will tell you when Tony was training for all those double centuries and, and it was just excessively on his bike, which, you know, most people are like Alisa, he's riding and you know, like, he's keeping himself fit. He looks good. All this kind of stuff. His bike was his mistress. Mm-hmm. He would spend more awake time, quality time with his bike than he did with me up until he literally crashed. I was going to say crash and burn. There was no, you know, there was road burn or road,
0: uh, road rash, road
1: rash. Um, he crashed and that really kind of put like a, "Eh, maybe you're spending too much time on your bike and you know, I could stop grumbling about it, but I was jealous of the bike, right? I was jealous of him just wanting to be out of the house and be away from, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why don't you want to spend time with me? You know, and I don't know where the jealousy is in your marriage, right? Some of you, you know, it's interesting. Some of the statistics say that, you know, 55% of couples say there's no jealousy in their relationship, but then you start reading the statistics that talk about, you know, well, yeah, I'd be jealous here and I'd be jealous there and I'd be jealous if they do this and yeah, I don't like that they do that and I'm rifling through their stuff. So I think that the um, number of couples that are actually admitting to having jealousy at some point... And time in their marriage is probably a little on the side of I wanna make myself look good. Right. Where the reality is is that a lot of you experience this and you experience this because maybe there's low self esteem. You know, maybe you've been told that you would never be good enough, pretty enough, handsome enough, smart enough to get somebody of quality, somebody of value, somebody that's going to love you. And so you've just taken this message and internalized it. And you're like, well, I'm never going to be good enough. So like when they go to work and when they're around smart people, when they're around beautiful people, or when they've got somebody that's, you know, talking to them that makes more money or make, you're like, oh, that's not me. I was always told I couldn't be that person. So that person is going to, that person's going to steal them away from me. Or, Or you've got these feelings of insecurity or a fear of abandonment because a lot of you, I'm just going to say it out loud. A lot of you have been hurt by relationships in the past. People have walked out of your life. People have hurt you.
0: And and Elisa and I can both raise our hands to that. We can both raise our hands to that. We have been in relationships where prior to getting together, where we were hurt, Mm -hmm. where we were hurt, where we, you know... Lost control of it, or whatever may have happened in that relationship. So we come from a place of knowing hurt, and where it can even sometimes rear its head Mm -hmm. twenty plus years later.
1: Oh sure, you know it's
0: brought up. You know you have kids, and they want to know about your your past dating experiences, and you start going, "Oh, I don't want to go down that road," and yet you want to be truthful and honest because we like to let our kids know that not. Every relationship is like the one we have right now.
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, I'll never forget the time that uh, a boyfriend in college said to me, um, "My mom tells me that I should stay with you, but I'm just not feeling it." And I'm like, uh, "Run that by me again."
0: Well, and mine was I gave actually flowers on Valentine's Day. That day, that night, got broken up on.
1: Oh, that's good. I also had the. Um, I think I just need to, I think I just need to maybe date a few other people to realize that you're the one for me. Oh, that was good. That was good. Like I'm going to go date other people so that I decide I want to come back. Anyway, so you see what, I mean, this is where like that fear of abandonment and that those insecurities come from because then you get involved with someone and you're like, well, are you going to give me my walking papers? Right? If you spend time with somebody else, if you're spending all this time at work or on your phone or on the computer or hanging out with your friends and not time with me, are you going to leave me? You know, and then there's also just this fear of rejection, right? There's this fear of, if I show you who I truly am, if I get emotionally naked in front of you, can I trust that you're going to still love me, Mm. right? Otherwise, I'll just put up this wall and we'll just keep looking up, you know, and and I'll just be jealous. Like, I'm just going to keep nagging you, right? And just be like, because I don't want you to reject me first, right? And so all of these different things have such a destructive impact on your relationship. Because when jealousy rears its head, when that green-eyed monster moves into your marriage, it starts taking the form of constant questioning, double-checking, going through your love's belongings, you know, watching their every move, having to know everything. And I'm telling you, those of you that are experiencing the jealousy, like this is the emotion that you are feeling, you are spending a lot of time and energy in that place.
0: Right. And you're not going to be able to have the extraordinary marriage you desire. Or want because you got to think about it. That energy, that amount of energy you are putting there, is going to be so hard to overcome. It's almost like a tidal wave, and you're sitting at the shoreline, right? And you have like your like this this deal in front of you.
1: Umbrella wall? Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying there to forget <laughs> okay. what wall. Okay, I'm like thinking he's about. playing charades over here, yeah. guys. You can't see it, but he's got his hands up, and I'm like,
0: you have that? this wall up in front of you, thinking you are going to save your home, your family with this wall. And a tidal wave is coming in. The likelihood of that happening is zero. And that's like jealousy. Mm -hmm. That's you holding up this wall, thinking that your marriage is going to get better. And yet it's not.
1: Because let's talk about the person on the other side, the spouse that's receiving, on the receiving end of the jealousy, who. Constantly has to defend how they're spending their time, who they're talking to, where they are. You know where their eyes may have gone. I mean, let's face it: there are a lot of beautiful people. Can we just say this? There are a lot of beautiful people in this world. There are. God made
0: us all. You know, beautiful.
1: And and you know, I mean, our eyes were designed to recognize and notice people right? Like vision. We've got them on the front of our heads so we can see what's walking in front of us. So the reality is, is that a glance is one thing. Now I'm not giving any of you permission to do like the crane your neck and turn completely around to look at someone. But if somebody walks in front of, like Tony notices attractive women. I notice attractive men. You know what we do? We mention it to each other. Hey, that's a pretty good looking guy over there. You know, that's, you know, that gal was beautiful. Look at her dress, look at what, her hair, whatever. But it's this constantly being under suspicion that wears down on the other spouse. Mm-hmm. It makes them tired. You know, all that energy that the jealous spouse is expending in the questioning, the spouse that's receiving the jealousy has to constantly be on guard. And let me ask you, would you want to be in a marriage where you are constantly on guard and having to defend yourself? It, it, it exhausts me. I mean, it, here I am sharing this with you guys, and I'm actually feeling tension in my body because that is such a challenging way to live your life.
0: And we have been there.
1: Absolutely. And before. I think that's why those emotions come, come up, up. Yeah. Because it's real. And, and and I don't want you guys, I mean, we didn't get behind the microphones today to just be like, okay, yeah, well, this happens, you know, like, well, here's what you're experiencing. Great. No, we want you to take action this week. Because if this is you, on either side of the equation, it's time to start doing life differently. You've been in this cycle and it becomes a cycle and it becomes a cycle that starts to escalate because the spouse that's jealous keeps looking for things, right? And they keep accusing thinking that it's going to make them feel better, right? Well, the spouse who isn't doing anything but who is under suspicion can never justify their actions. So it's more interrogation, more, you know, more suspicion and it just keeps escalating and it becomes, it comes to a point where the two of you are in the stalemate of going, we have, what do we have, right? Mm. What's going to break this cycle? And it's going to start with the one of you who's experiencing the jealousy it has to start with you you're the catalyst right you have to you have to change beha- your behavior and virtually every article that i read talked about implementing self control in your marriage. And it's talking about how, you know, some people had to like literally put their hands over their mouth so they wouldn't ask the question or they would excuse themselves from the room until they could get control of their thoughts. They would mm-hmm. make a conscious choice to not go through the belongings, the, the phone, the the purse, the briefcase, the suitcase, whatever it is, you know, to get these negative actions under control. And right. here's the thing, I don't want a single one of you giving me the excuse, Elisa, I can't control myself like just don't even utter those words because the truth is if you want it bad enough you can control yourself so no excuse there the second thing is you've got to stop the the negative self talk right you know your mind is powerful when tony was you know calls me the morning that he crashes on his bike the first thing i think is oh my gosh is he okay the second thing i thought of is well he's going to be off his bike for a little while um You know, that'll bring them back into the house. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where you have to practice uh, over and over again. Some of you are going to have to say the word stop it when those thoughts come into your head. Yeah. You know, and you're going to have to, you know, when you start playing though, well, what if he's talking to someone or or what if she's doing this? You're going to have to replace it with what you know is true.
0: And speak it out loud. Mm -hmm. We've said this many a times before, and I believe it that when we speak those words out loud there there's power in those words like our words come out we actually get to hear them and if you're somebody like well that's a little weird then do it on your own i mean i i do this but i don't i'm not like walking around the house just like you know hey that's not right or <laughs> you know whatever it may be or you know i want to see i want to empower myself to see my wife as the person that she is, if I'm saying that I, I'm usually just outside, mm-hmm. I'm at my, it's my own time, but I'm speaking those words or, you know, this morning I was out on a hike and I caught myself just sort of like mulling over some things in my head. And, and when I began to bring those words to my mouth and speak truth, speak them out loud, they came back to me and I heard them and I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And when I say, and that's such a good point, because when we talk about speaking what you know is true, what are all those ways that your spouse does demonstrate love? Right. You know, what are the things that that they do that you can hold onto? And one of the valuable things that I have found over the years, um, you know, this is actually one of those areas where having the phone is a good thing. Virtually all our phones have the voice memo capability now. And so record those truths, Put them, in, you know, like just hit your voice memo, record what you know is true and play that when you're having a moment, right? Because it's your own words speaking back to you, but you're not, you know, like if, if we're out saying them out loud to yourself, just listen to it, right? Have it so that you can just push play, right? Because you've got to stop that self-talk. You've got to evaluate where, when do those thoughts come to mind? You know, you've got to evaluate your thinking, you know, what are your triggers, right? What, what is their basis? Where have they come from? And some of you are going to start looking at those triggers and where you think they come from. And you're going to realize, you know what? No basis in reality. You know, that's something from my past that I haven't dealt with. And and that's, you know, the other thing that you have to do, you have to work on yourself, right? You know, it's great that you're aware that you're jealous or you're aware that your spouse is jealous, but you've got it. The next step, which is actually a bigger step, you know, awareness is great, but you've got to take action to get healing. Mm -hmm. You've got to take action to heal yourself. You know, the two of you and any of you that have dealt with jealousy in your marriage, you know that living that way is, is wearing you two down, right? It's not the way that you want to live. You're not happy living that way. If there's unresolved pain, unresolved issues from the past, you have to get help.
0: Yeah. And if you remember, we started this year talking about your best year ever, right? Hashtag best year ever. That's what we're we're talking about. And this is why we're bringing up jealousy now. Because here we are, we're a month and a half into the year. And if jealousy is stopping you in your tracks, it's stopping you from experiencing the best year ever in your marriage, then you really need to hear these again. So Elise is going to go through some more. But what I'm going to say is go back. Mm -hmm. Listen to it again. Find out which is the one, the two that is really impacting you. And move forward this week and make it a plan. Put it in your journal. 10 days. You know, what are you going to change in the next 10 days? Let's take it in a bite-sized chunk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that way you can experience the best year yet, ever in your marriage.
1: The last one is, you know, building emotional intimacy with your spouse. You know, a lot of what we talked about when we were talking about how at the beginning Talking about where does this jealousy come from? A lot of it is because there isn't that emotional safety, there isn't that emotional vulnerability between you and your spouse. And the truth is, is that jealousy cannot thrive in a marriage that has strong emotional intimacy. It can't. If the two of you are strong, strong emotionally, there's no room for jealousy because guess what? You're going to talk things through. You're going to ask questions, not be questioning. Right? There is a mm-hmm. difference. You can ask questions about what's going on with your spouse, what they're doing it's much different when you start questioning them and interrogating them and giving them the third degree. Those are two different behaviors, you know? And so you you start working on fostering that emotional nakedness, right? And some of you may pick up the book, Connect Like You Did When You First Met, mm-hmm. 101 Proven Questions for Couples. It's the book Tony and I wrote, wrote. And, you know, it's having such a tremendous impact on couples around the world because like I actually, um, a gal put up a review and we'll link to some of those reviews on this week's show notes. So make sure you come back, you know, if you're even questioning Connect like you did and, and whether or not it can make a difference in your marriage. There was one review that I wrote or that I read that said, you know, here's a couple where they thought they knew these things about their spouse. You know, they thought, oh, well, you know, I've got this da- nailed down, you know, like I know how to show appreciation to my husband. And yet when she asked her husband, how can I show appreciation to you? She was a little surprised right? Maybe we don't know everything.
0: And if you want to pick that up, you can go to connectlikeyoudid.com.
1: It starts with acknowledging that this is a factor in your marriage, then making the decision that it's not going to continue to be a factor in your marriage, and deciding that you can and you will overcome this challenge i'm here behind this microphone today to tell you that tony and i have experienced jealousy we've experienced it with electronics we've experienced it with you know like i said his bike we've experienced it with other people mm-hmm. where i'm like mm, i feel like you're spending too much time with them you know buddies uh, other women uh, in my case other men I and mean, we shared on the show where i worked at a company that was 99 percent men well right. it, that tony's not going to feel super great about that makeup you know i'm spending eight hours a day awake with these people Right.
0: I brought up an earlier one. You know, yeah. we, we decided early on when we had kids that Elisa would be home. And I was jealous about that even after we made that decision.
1: And funny, cause I was jealous of him for getting able to go out every day and like leave the house. Isn't
0: it interesting though? It wasn't until years later as we started emotionally getting connected and talking that we've learned that.
1: And that's, that's part of that emotional vulnerability mm-hmm. that emotional intimacy and you know we're still this show is airing the first time in the month of february the month of love this is a great month to say you know what we're going to we're going to tackle this area of jealousy in our marriage we're going to we want to have that best year ever we want to know that at the end of 2016 this is not a factor we don't treat each other the same way we don't question all the activities we're not all of that energy that has been spent in this world of being jealous or being on the receiving end of jealousy, we're using that to build an extraordinary marriage. And when you get to the end of 2016, you can look back and say, you know what? That's part of our past. It's not part of our present. It won't be part of our future. Right. You're going to know that you will have created your best year ever.
0: Yeah. And so as we go into this week, think about these, think about what it is that is causing this jealous this jealousy in you. And remember what the quote said at the beginning of this show. The jealous are troublesome to others, but a torment to themselves. See, jealousy, even though you think it's it's sort of like, you know, putting daggers at your spouse, it's tormenting you. It's causing you to have a break with your spouse. And so this week We're just declaring that jealousy is gonna be gone. Jealousy is gonna be something of the past. It's something that you're gonna be looking at and going, wait a minute, is there real reason in me to be this way? Because it's tormenting me and not my spouse. So it's time for me to open up my mouth. It's time for me to connect with my spouse so we can get rid of this, so we can have the best year ever, so we can have the extraordinary marriage we desire. So this week, go out there listen to this again, folks. I'm telling you, this is something people don't talk about in marriage. They don't. Nobody's talking about this because we just want to put it under the rug and let it go away. It's not going to go away. It's not. So we got to stand up. We got to take, we got to take action and we need to put it where it belongs. And that's a way gone so we can have the marriage we desire. We love you guys. We love you guys so much is that we're willing to come here each and every week and bring truth to you so you can have what you want. So go out there. Make it happen. Let us know what's happening in your life. Info at OneExtraordinaryMarriage.com or call us 858-876-5663. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.